Our next speaker, you will want to be sitting down for. This is going to be an absolutely amazing presentation. Um, I would like to welcome on stage Susan Davis. <laughs> Susan Davis. Now, um, I'm doing a talk called Beyond Shops. I'm effectively being a shop barista for and uh, I've come across a world outside of the shops and it's been a very different sort of barista world. So I'm just going to talk about it. I wasn't going to do this presentation. I was going to do a different one. So the slides have no relevance whatsoever have any so I thought I'd just put them up so you could see so if you've not seen this one you, you should have um, do I do this ah yeah my favorite subject um, so they'll keep changing but they were completely irrelevant um, the only reason I changed my talk was I was in Moscow and what I saw in Moscow inside the shops and outside the shops triggered thoughts that I'd been pondering for a little while and there's an important question that I need to ask everybody. I have no solutions, this is a problem with this presentation, but um, let me put this down. <laughs> I have no solutions, but I just want to ask the question. So. Um, I am the 2009 UK and World Barista Champion. I am now the first female WBC Champion. I was the only female in my final that year. That this year there was no females. There was a female the year before. Um, I was recently at the USBC this year. There was no females in the final there. Now, competition is a very visible thing um, that I'm sort of terming beyond the shop. It's a representation to the public of the barista community. But the barista community that I know, that I grew up in, in uh, shops, it's not a reflection of them. The barista community I grew up with in shops was full of balance, not domination. I think the lack of females that are reaching the top end of competition is bad for us as an industry. I don't think it's the fault of the competition. I don't know what the reason is. I know that in Russia, that every single representative at the WBC from Russia has been a female. I don't know why that isn't the case in other countries. I know the shops that I've worked in uh, have had the balance. I know there's other places where there isn't the same balance. Um, Australia, uh, I don't often see female baristas there. Though in the UK, New York, 
Um, plenty. Plenty. Let's change this. I hate latte art. There we go. Oh, yes, no, no, that's, yeah, that's okay. We'll keep that one. Now, because I haven't got any, um, any slides, this, I have this old invention from the past called paper. I actually had to go out and buy a notepad because I didn't have them and, and nobody else that I was asking had any paper with them. So it's vintage. Um, right, so basically, yeah, I covered the competition a bit. Competition is only one aspect of life beyond the shop. Uh, everybody that competed in the finals and got to the finals obviously deserved it. I admire their skills. I admire the fact they got to the final. I hated it. I hated the entire competition. I was so relaxed in the final because I never had to do it again. It was the hardest thing I have ever done. Um, standing up here is pretty hard too, just in a dress, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would never knock anybody who's competed. I have full admiration for anybody who's going to put themselves out there in front of their peers and be, uh, get critical feedback at the end of it. It's, it's a great experience. It's just that one I found really difficult. So everybody in those finals, I admire massively. But you cannot avoid from looking at it and saying, that is a sausage fest. That is not a reflection of the barista community. Right, look at my piece of paper. <laughs> right, since winning, I got exposed to this world beyond the shops. I never knew it existed. I was busily making coffee away in my shop, thinking I was an excellent barista, and uh, nobody was better, and I knew everything. And then I sort of started discovering this world beyond shops. Um, what do I mean by that? I mean the blogs, uh, the forums, the little conversations that we organised in pubs, whether they're uh, yeah, organised or, or just spontaneous. Um, this event is a great event. I'm loving it. I've actually learnt a lot from the talks earlier. But it's typical of life beyond the sh shop. It's full of bravado and strutting, uh, and people enjoying being on stage, and it's characteristically empty of females. Until now. <laughs> so, um, that's what I mean by, about Beyond Shops. Competition is only one aspect beyond the shop. There are many others. Um, oh, what I was going to talk about. Right. I was going to talk about our brew bar. We've opened a shop, and I, no, I, I want a brew bar because I, I'm excited by that. It's a new thing to play with. It's a new thing to interest our customers. Um, but I've had lots of problems with it. I thought I could do it because I've been making a single pour-over for people uh, in shops since 2000. Um, and I was lucky enough to be involved with the Penny University project. So I thought I could do it. Um, I couldn't. I had ideas. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. Um, but we had so many issues to start with that we were constantly closing the brew bar. Um, which was okay, because now we had the espresso machine and the, the usual. 
I didn't want to do the talk because I would be putting myself up here as an expert and an authority on setting up a brew bar and dealing with the issues. Thing is, I wasn't the expert. The expert was a female that um, took over the running of our brew bar. I mean, all the staff were involved, but she was the main point of responsibility. And the ideas I had um, and the issues we were having, she fine-tuned, and she's the one that makes it work. So really, she's the authority, not me. So I, I didn't want to, with this nagging thought in my head, I didn't want to stand here and just say how wonderful I am because I know all about setting up a brew bar. Um, but I will quickly tell you some of the issues we had. One was um, that threshold, um, and to, to, to steal somebody else's words, the threshold of deliciousness. When do we start, when, when do we stop serving on the brew bar? Where is the point where the coffee's not good enough to serve? That point we ended up putting was um, with the, the staff, and when the staff felt comfortable with selling the coffee. Now, the staff expectations are huge. Um, so we were not serving at times when the coffee was absolutely okay. It was value for money, but we weren't serving it because it wasn't meeting the expectations we had. Um, we kept the price low, what I think is low on the brew bar. The most expensive is £3.50 for a siphon. And we, that, that was a good value. But it was more than just the price. The purpose of the brew bar for us is to try and take the quality of the coffee higher. And this was one vehicle. And it was um, about introducing customers to brewed coffee, showing them how they could uh, make it at home, and talk, uh, an avenue to interest them, to give them information about the coffees. Um, one of the issues we had as well was consistency. Even though we were making it exactly the same way, we were getting inconsistency between staff and uh, brews. One of the big issues was uh, water. We were have, every time we looked at the recipe of the water, when we were having issues, the pH was high. Every time it was tasting good, the pH was low. So we, we, we were struggling to control pH. Lots of things, lots of doors got opened to questions that we didn't really know the answer um, to. But we're sort of overcoming these issues and it's sort of open all the time now and we're slowly introducing um, new brew methods. But that's not my talk. <laughs> um, I just thought it was interesting. Should we uh, see something else? Oh, no, go past that one. Yep. Oh, water. Yep. Pass that one. Oh, pass that one. <laughs> ah, there you go. There's the shop. No, this isn't our shop. This is somewhere in uh, Indonesia. And this is the Penny University. And Beck and Dave and Siphon and the Uber Boiler. We'll look at that for a while. Why is it important that females are active in the community outside the shop. Does it matter? I mean, for me, as effectively a shop barista that's um, entered the other world, 
it's important because it's an environment I'm used to. And to steal somebody else's quote, um, he once said he was going to punch a guy in the dick. So if you know who that is, it's his quote. Uh, he, he effectively said, a place where there's few or no women is not a place that he wants to be. And that's how I feel about life beyond the shops as well. Also, it's a complete waste of resources. It's been touched on already, but there's some massive challenges ahead for us in the, in the coffee industry and especially in the speciality coffee industry with increasing consumption in... Um, producing countries, climate change, there's going to be less and less speciality coffee. Many challenges ahead. Um, also, our lack of knowledge is just embarrassing. Sometimes I stand up here and I'm talking and I feel a fraud. It's like I know so little, it's unbelievable. Finding out about water and pH and having to do the research. Um, look, just reading through Vince's stuff on the baskets and stuff and using the baskets and trying to understand it, trying to get my head around some of the stuff that Cosimo was talking about. There's so much that we don't know. Coffee as an industry is pretty new. Coffee as a speciality industry is very, very new. Um, in the past, I thought I knew a lot. I thought I knew it all. Um, I knew that if sugar was on top of crema for one minute, it was going to be a good coffee. I knew that if, if there was a palish crema, it was not going to be a good coffee. And, of course, I was completely wrong. I thought how hard I tamped could affect the speed of extraction. No, of course it doesn't. Um, there is so much... Um, I think that the moment that I actually realised I knew nothing was when I got a naked portafilter. And uh, my carefully constructed tamping routine was wrong. Um, and when somebody taught me how to taste, and the coffee that I was producing was generally under-extracted, um, and it wasn't tasting as good as it could have done, that was another point. And since that, since I realised that I don't know much, um, so much more has been opened up to me. Um, and it, it's almost as though, the, the more, it's, it's a classic, isn't it? The more, the more you learn, the more, more you don't actually have a clue sometimes. Um, so what I'm trying to say is we know so little. There's so many challenges ahead. We need as many people involved as possible in life beyond the shops to actually sort of be involved and, and let, let's all go forward together. There's a bit more, but I don't want to say it. Um, that's it, really. Um, I, I have no answers. I don't know what to do. It's, I, I see it. I, I don't want to force people to, to enter worlds that they don't feel comfortable in. But um, all I can say, really, is um, just, just tell the females out there, there is no sort of exclusion out there. Um, we do strut and we, we do pull all this bravado, but we know more, know more than you. And all I can say is just to sort of, I want to invite you. I want you to invite you into the competitions. I want to invite you onto the forums. I want you to invite you 
onto these floors. I want to invite you in the pubs and chat. And that's, that's it. These are very handy. <laughs> Mr. Gwillem Davis, or Susan Davis, um, as she likes to be known at the weekends. Uh, <laughs> um, have we got any questions for Susan? Uh, Gwillem. Um, <laughs> we've got to have a question. Yeah, come in. Where'd you get your hair done? There was I, one. <laughs> um, and I, I cut it myself. <laughs> I just wanted to ask, why do you think females don't go into the competitions? I sort of don't want to touch on it. Um, I know more females used to go into the competitions. And, I mean, the last... I'm going to embarrass myself here. The last UK female champion was about 2002? Four? 2004? Um, and they... they there was, I know in the US there used to be a lot more entrance for females. Um, it seems to be a trend that it's dropping off. I don't know why. I don't know. So I know that the head of the WCE, the events, is a female. I know that there's more and more female judges. She's here. 100% female <laughs> staff. Um, so I don't know. I did think it was. To start with, I wondered if it was an, just the competition was naturally more male, more male interest. But then from what I've seen in other countries like Russia, it's just not the case. Okay, uh, we've got another question. If you didn't like the entire experience in the WBC or in the UKBC, why did you go? Because I, went, I never entered to win. I entered because... I realized that I didn't know enough and I needed to get better. I also found out that there was this community of baristas out there and I wasn't the only lunatic that was getting up so early and working hard every single day and, and trying to sort of bring customers along with me. Um, so I wanted to access that world. The problem is, was I won. And I had to go, <laughs> I had to go on to the next stage and then I won. And then I had to go on and it's kept happening. And then, yeah, then I got to the final and it was lovely. I, I remember Gwillem winning in Atlanta and I was lucky enough to be there and he came backstage and he came up to me and said, Steve, who's going to move my boat? And that was the first thing that came out of his mouth and it's one of those moments that just stays me. It was just that petrified look that you'd won. <laughs> he was like, ah. Uh, it's, it's a, it was a great moment. Have we got any more questions? One more question? Okay, one more coming up off the feed and then we can move on to our next speaker. Right, what have we got? Okay, question for Gwilym. Are competitions and geeky, geekery inextricably linked, or uh, do we need more female competitors or more female geeks forums, etc.? Um, this is the problem with our, my little presentation, is I just don't know. I knew it was an important question to bring up, um, and I got rid of a very well-prepared um, talk on uh, brew bars, but um, I thought it was an important question to ask, but I have no, I have no answers. Okay. And we're going to have one more question, because Jordan asked really nicely. 
Hi, Gwilym. Hi. <laughs> um, do you think because maybe it is more of a male-orientated field that maybe some of the top male baristas should kind of, not should, but help out the, the female baristas who are really, really interested in winning like big competitions like that, just to kind of give them a bit of a, I don't know, confidence boost maybe? I don't, I don't want to be... Or is that just fully up to... What do you think? Yeah, I, I don't want to be condescending or anything. Um, sort of linked is... I have a sneaking suspicion that part of the reason when females do enter, they don't tend to go as far as the males, is the, the support they're getting from the shops. I think that, and what I've seen, but this is, this is not a fact, um, I've seen more support being given to male um, entrance into competitions from their shops uh, than the female entrance. Um, obviously very different at 3FE. In fact, I'd like him to give more support to the males at 3FE. <laughs> okay, well, thank you very, very much, Gwilym. Please, a big round of applause for Gwilym Davis.